who's there? It's Nick. And Nick. And you're listening to Nick, Nick, Who's There. I'm your host, Nick. And I'm your other host, Nick. And today we're going to be talking about expatism. Yes. Maybe that's where we start because people are clearly curious about what our lives have been like since we've moved (laughs) to Oz, obviously. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) In this episode of Nick, Nick, Who's There, Nick and Nick will be covering expatism and what it means to have expatism. (laughs) Is that even a thing? No, I'm just making it up. Okay. Just making it up. But you, you understood it is what's important (laughs) like it's all the nuances that come with being an expat well that's exactly right we should probably tell urban dictionary that we're coining the term i'll reach out to my guys there perfect (laughs) but a couple bold topics that i want to cover here is how you would pretty much do anything for your fellow expats more so than you would do for your friends back at home sorry for your friends at home listening but oh absolutely i would die for my expats you know, I'd move into your room. I would take over your lease. Anything. No, it's like not even being facetious. It's like you're out at a party and like typically I'd say like, okay, good night. I'm going to go home. But it's like you have to stick there at the party and make sure you guys go home together or your other humans accounted for. Oh, absolutely. You're like, I don't even want to be here, but I'm not going to leave you by yourself because that's cruel. There's zero yeah. Irish exiting. In fact, it's like an American standby until everybody wants to go. It kind of negates that whole together we stand divided, we fall bit. It's like, you know, <laughs> we're gonna have to fall together. Yeah, we're literally falling together until somebody drags me home. Yeah, I think that's the biggest learn that I've had about this though, is like day or night, I think also the time zones that kind of play into it is like day or night, you can call your expatism significant <laughs> other or whatever your your ex-patties or whatever you want to call them your ex-patties uh, let's pick start up. let's start using that term instead ex-patties we'll we'll coin that as like the individuals who contribute to expatism. yes but for real like day or night if they call you're like you you respond with the hey are you dead is everything okay like almost like a worried mom text yeah it's like when i Do called you, know you the mean? other day and you had three missed calls from me and your first thought was are you okay? And I immediately responded and said, yeah, I just wanted to tell you about my weekend, clearly. <laughs> and so then we were like, we need to chalk out an hour of work time. Sorry from our bosses who are listening to this. Uh, to, catch up on our work, to catch up on our weekend. I mean, I thought this would be the perfect opportunity to jump into our creative spirit and share our learnings over the past six to 12 months of living overseas. So really we're just doing zero a service by providing our information and feedback. This could be given to, what is it? PX, WX, YX, for advertisement for recruiting of how successful importing zeros is to zero. Which is actually how we met, believe it or not. Mm, Yes. So Nick, let's start the context of when you took off to Australia and then when I came into your life. Okay, so starting about exactly a year ago, I jet-setted over to our Melbourne office from the Denver office to take on an account management role over here. And I've been with Zero for about three years, and I just decided, you know what? 
I love Denver, Colorado, but I think it's time for me to just uproot my entire life and move to a country that I've never been to in a place that is easily the farthest away from any other country in the world from America. That sounds like the perfect place for me. So moved out here, made a couple friends. I lived with a absolute crazy woman in this share house that we'll get into later. But long Mm -hmm. story short, started working at Zero in Melbourne, fell in love with it. And being the token American that I am, anytime a new hire from the US is making the move to Australia, I am the first person that Zero puts these new hires in contact with. So naturally, when Nicolette was looking at moving overseas, they put me in contact with you to ensure that I could sell you on the dream of Zero, which obviously was successful. So here we are. Here we are. <laughs> and so at that point, I was this. Oh, this have been October. Oh. October. October. Wait, sounds- I got the job in July to September. This was roughly fall. The leaves were turning colors in America. I was going to say this. Um, this is fall for the Americans out there, and this would be. It's still confusing with the different seasons. Everything's opposite. So yeah, if it was fall in America, it would have been spring, spring yeah. Australia. Yeah. Which I'd, which I'd like to say was strategically planned that I would get two summers instead of a summer than a winter. I moved from summer to winter, which was the worst decision, but you know. You, yeah. Do it my way if anybody's trying to do this. Mm, ch- um, chase the sun. Yeah, chase the sun. But so our lovely HR girl put me in contact with Nikki. She was like, look, we've got this girl from Colorado. Her name's Nikki too. You guys could be fast friends. She'll give you the lowdown on what to do once you get to Australia. So I was like, okay, sweet. And I felt bad because her and I both kept missing each other on the meeting that we had planned. And we all know the time zones suck. And so it actually shook out. I don't know if you know, but our first meeting I took from my old company's office. So I scheduled time during the day, fitting as we are right now during the work day to take a meeting with you, my new friend at my new company before <laughs> I told my old company that I was leaving. The things you have to do though, right? I think Mm. it's way better to interview when you already have a job because A, job security, but B, Mm. you always have to keep your options open and um, diversify your portfolio, diversify your portfolio. So if it's one piece of advice that you guys get from us, it's don't quit your job until you have another job. No, it's don't quit your job until your background and visa clear from (laughs) your new job in a different country. Yeah, exactly. Don't quit your job until your visa has been approved, which the day my visa came through is the day that I walked into my boss's office and I was like, hey. Oh, can we just quickly talk about the visa process for people that haven't been through that before? This is going to turn into a seven part series (laughs) of... Things you need to learn about being an expat abroad and the visa process, expatism, expatties. Maybe um, this is our niche, Nick. It feels yeah. like nobody's really charted this territory before, so we could really be the ones you. to pave the path. Let me tell you, after the shit that's going down back at home, this is going to be a hot a hot podcast, let me tell you, fresh off the press. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Throw a pandemic on top of it. It's like, you know what? They'll be fine. They're living in a foreign country. America's burning. Actually, Australia was burning, which is kind of the ironic thing when this whole thing started. And then plot twist, everything just kind of fell apart after, yeah, the bushfires in Australia. That was kind of the first blow mm-hmm. to 2020. 
And now we're living in a pandemic world where you can really only catch up with your friends via Zoom until further notice. And luckily, we've been able to kind of get back to some sort of normal. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I am. And we'll cover this, too, um, on a more somber note when we get to those ones, is the guilt you feel of being an expat when all of this shit is going down at home. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Well, I just feel like I want to be there with my friends and family. But I know if I was home, I wouldn't be able to see them anyway. So in a way, we're almost more connected than we would have been at home. Yeah. That's how there's I still think this like, weird lingering guilt that you're like, oh, I'm so sorry that's happening. You know what I mean? And you're just like, I want to help, but I, I'm here. And then you're like, oh, we can go to bars soon. It's fine. Like, you know what I mean? There's like this weird change of pace where it's like your family's going through this crisis and then you're just here and you're like that's literally expatty guilt 101 and yeah I could not agree more with that because in the grand scheme of things we are so lucky to be here and I cannot think of a better country to ride this out in and thankfully we have our expatty friends who can obviously understand what it's like to be so far from home when the world seems to be falling apart but yeah I just have to believe that We're doing the very best that we can, even though we can't physically be with our friends and family back home, whom we love and miss dearly. But it's just going to make the reunion that much better when we are finally back home. So much more sweet. And does it make them feel a little further away in the fact that, like, you physically can't go back? Australia won't let non-citizens and non-PR holders into their country. If you're a visa holder, Nikki and I are like the rest of the working force. If you leave, You've pretty much just given yourself a one-way ticket out with no way back in. Oh, yeah. It's a hard shot. It's not like, oh, you can easily breeze through our borders, come back as you please. No, it Mm. was like, you are not going home. If you want to fly home, do it now. Otherwise, it'll cost you 10 grand and you'll be quarantined for 14 plus days as you were in Sydney. And you'll probably lose your job. And you'll probably lose your job. So there was that pressure. I just feel lucky to work for such a great company. Shout out to Zero. Thank you for... (laughs) keeping us hired during this interesting time. But in all honesty, I think that's made the biggest difference is knowing that we have job security in a foreign country when so many people don't have that luxury. So definitely want to acknowledge that. Yeah, I agree. I think, and this sounds like we're just like blowing blue right now, but like (laughs) shout out to Zero for really handling this whole pandemic bit incredibly well. (laughs) We're never going to listen to this. I'm shouting out into the abyss. (laughs) To all of our thousands of listeners that are tuning in, you know, just want to make sure that Zero gets some credit hey, for <laughs> keeping us alive. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but we've come such a long way, I think, from the beginning of the pandemic to now. I know, obviously, we can't talk about coronavirus like it's in the past tense, but it really does feel like the past two months have been tough, but we're finally seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And now we get to enjoy our friend's company again, leaving the house and actually having a beverage in the physical, you know, brick and mortar restaurant, which is kind of amazing. Transaction. (laughs) My first beer being like, yeah, take my money. Take my money. I would love to pay that cold ginger beer across the table bar. I was like, dear Uh, God. Yeah. I would love to pay three times the price. Meanwhile, Alcon Australia is like selling an arm and a leg. So there's that. 
Yeah, that's another thing that we'll uh, touch on is the cost of alcohol. Things cost different amounts here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I like to refer to the Australian dollar as the Australian peso for those of you who haven't (laughs) had the pleasure of getting paid in Australian dollars. It's it's something else. You know what what we lack in quality of dollar, we make up for in quality of life. I should make t-shirts. We should make t-shirts. Okay. Okay. We'll get the merch store set up. So. Oh my God. Quotable tees. Who's there? Quotable tees. Oh yeah. We're doing that. Oh, so good. And I think another good thing for us to say in our pilot podcast is uh, how we decided to start this podcast. Yeah. Let's talk about that because, you know, I think... Now more than ever, we just don't have any time on our hands. I mean, I get up in the morning, I go for my run. This was actually before my knee injury, but that's beside the point. And then I'm like, God, where do I get coffee today? Stress just really starts to build up. And then I may or may not change out of my workout clothes for the you know eight, to eight hour workday, which can kind of fluctuate depending on the schedule or the diary for the day, as they like to call it. <laughs> watching you adjust your glasses with your Patagonia and the sunshine on the porch it's like the perfect (laughs) at least we think we're funny I think I mean some of us are roughing it some of us are living in Turak living their best life with a gorgeous view sunglasses you really can't go wrong except you're in Sydney which I would argue might even be better right now I mean, I'm I'm not going to say this because I want to make sure that both, you know, our Melbourne and Sydney subscribers feel equally loved. We don't discriminate. We don't discriminate. Queenscliff Manly Beach is right where you need to be. I, you know, nobody can see this because we're all, you know, it's a podcast. Right. But um, my fake stand-up desk is overlooking this cute little block that's right next to the beach where I see all these surfers and shout out to the pandemic, new puppies that have been purchased in the past six months, just making their little daily commute back and forth to the beach. So I love how you're just casually forgetting to mention the fact that you run into ex-boys you may have had contact with on Hinge. Am Mm. I missing anything? You're missing a few things, but what's really important here is the puppies. (laughs) (laughs) always the puppies don't forget about we'll them. get we'll get to that one too which is probably where this all birthed was we wanted to make a podcast around dating in a pandemic <laughs> um yep because let me tell you we've got some incredible stories and you know you won't want to miss them I promise you mom dad <laughs> mom dad um, grandma Thanks for listening. This is where you tune out on the uh, season. Yeah, this is where we basically just give you the the vague overview of what we'll cover. And then, you know, some of the content might get lost in the making. Mm. But yeah, so that's what's to look forward to our new season. But essentially, as I'm taking my beach strolls along Manly Beach, I often call Nikki and we have a good, as they call it, uh, a good gab about what's going on. And I find myself looking like a mentally insane person as I'm laughing my ass off up and down the beach walk and I'm like we're like Jesus we are so fun (laughs) and that's honestly how I feel every time we jump on the phone I'm like wow how have we not been discovered yet it's just fascinating to me that we've come this far without a tv series a podcast 
<laughs> which is why we're doing this now to provide some comic relief to our friends and family, mainly friends, hopefully not family. <laughs> mainly, mainly us. <laughs> mainly just us, because who's going to listen to this? But, you know. <laughs> I'll make sure we click on the link to our, you know, you know those Instagram girl groups that you have that are renamed in, in funny ways that you just send all the memes to. Yeah, mine, like again, mine's called New Group Hootis. What's yours called? Ooh, I have three that are pretty good. We have Surf Gang Gang Gang. Gang 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 um, Gang. Gang 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 Gang. Yeah, uh, that's a newly found one from here in Manly, Ble- Manly Beach. I'd like to give a shout out. I'm all about the shout out, so let's give credit. Um, <laughs> To my girl, Ida, she's my little Norwegian, my little sweet Norwegian girl. She's the one who kind of facilitated that group. And then even further back is to one of my hinge dates who introduced me to my sweet little Norwegian friend. And when, yeah, which, which hinge story. date was this? That was our, our good mate, John, who I uh, met from Oakland. Should we use aliases? I feel like we probably should just to keep ourselves protected. Okay, sorry, John, you're the first one <laughs> off the list. but <laughs> His name is actually... Jeremy we'll just call him we'll just call yeah we'll call him Brian from the bay no I like (laughs) adjectives to describe these guys so maybe John can be Melbourne boy no he's got to be Oakland kid because that's how that's how he was that was his nickname when I was there because that's how we I was like oh this kid's from Oakland I'm from San Francisco we could be friends we're expatties so we should probably we should probably connect yeah Okay. Yeah, that's a good that's a good date story that I'll save for dating in a pandemic because <laughs> we both gave very little fucks from day <laughs> Which is ideally what you want out of a hinge date, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it it gave me surf gang gang gang. And then the other ones are almost engaged, which is one of my favorite ones. And to be followed up by uh it's wait, all wait, the spelling wait, of this wait, thing. no disrespect, but why are you invited into almost engaged? Well, so we'll have to get into <laughs> maybe <laughs> because it's a long story, but essentially there's a bunch of stages that lead up to being married and there is single, almost engaged, engaged and married. Oh, I disagree with my... that. I don't think you go from single to almost engaged. I think there's a lot of stuff okay, there's in like between. <laughs> there's a lot of dating, trial, tribulation. <laughs> Like, like a full-blown romantic war that's you know unfolding yeah we're forgetting about exclusive non-exclusive talking, talking dating. dating what does dating even mean anymore is it the shoulder shrug we're just hanging out <laughs> like I don't even know how to describe dating these days mm. yours was what are your top my main one is new group who dis it's all my best mm. friends back home in Denver shout out to you girls miss you so much they provide quality content but honestly the majority of the content that we share back and forth are just memes about how fucked up trump is Mm. more recently we've been talking a lot about the black lives matter movement which everybody needs to be on board with if they're not already and yeah we basically just try to kind of make light of a really dark political environment but we yeah it's just funny because everybody in this group is super switched on we have Caitlin, who is a head honcho at Zoom Communications. Not sure if you've heard of them. <laughs> we have Blair, who lives in Denmark now. She was the second one to leave Denver after I did. She's a lawyer, so she's a badass. We have this Blair Waldorf. 
I oh my gosh no she's better than Blair Waldorf honestly and then we have Kelty who is my housemate back in Denver she is a middle school history teacher so she is dealing with a really kind of tricky time teaching kids from home and just trying to keep it light but also trying to keep kids engaged when you're just teaching from a computer screen I don't know how she does it she's amazing we have Sierra who works in PR and just got a new job at the Motley Fool which is blowing up as well great podcast great podcast I know we should maybe get her on as one of our first guests she would be great we should get her on and my stepdad because my stepdad loves that podcast more than anything oh amazing well yeah we definitely need to incorporate guests into these episodes to keep people on their toes we also have Lindsay who is a badass saleswoman and we have Meg who's also a teacher back in Denver she is hilarious I was making a joke with Meg earlier because I was watching her Instagram story and she's trying to do this science experiment from home and the way that she said the word hypothesis I just died so we just give Meg as much shit as we can and Keegan is the last girly on our team so yeah she works at WeWork funny story about Keegan she got laid off because WeWork was really going downhill even before corona and then They gave her this amazing severance package. She ended up um, kind of, yeah, taking the severance package, was looking for other jobs, but never really landed on anything. Then a few months later, they reached out and they were like, you know what? We really need you back on this team. We're going to give you a raise. And yeah, she basically got a promotion and higher pay. So how amazing is that? So she had a little vacation from her job and then got to come back. And now she's, yeah working at WeWork again. So we have a really fun little squad, but it's nice to keep up with your girlfriends back home because they kind of give you the inside scoop on what's really happening. I think the media loves to highlight the extremes of how bad things are. Yes, things are terrible. I mean, I literally just got an update that there was a shooting in Lodo, which is in Denver, Colorado, right outside of a supermarket. So it would be like if there was a shooting right outside of Kohl's or Woolworths, which are the two big supermarkets here. And it just breaks my heart that this is still regularly happening and nothing seems to be really done about it. But all we can do, I guess, is scream out about how wrong this is and make sure that everybody votes. So turn in those ballots if you haven't already. That does break my heart and I feel really bad about, I don't know, it's just, it's so weird because you don't realize how fucked up America's gun laws and like policies are general like numbness that we are because you come here and people are afraid of walking down the streets in America because they're afraid of getting shot. And so it just shows how it's all relative where people, you know, in the States are like, oh, another shooting, another shooting. And here, I mean, they did a great job. I think it was like what, late, late nineties, early two thousands of just kind of handling that gun situation. Yeah. Common sense gun laws, right? Like after their last major mass shooting, guns were outlawed across all of AU and there hasn't really Mm -hmm. been a mass shooting since. And we as Americans are the only ones that have yet to adopt any sort of gun regulation to prevent people from shooting up a mall, grocery store, school, public event. It's, it's wild to me. And it's like, at what point are we just going to give up the second amendment and say, you know what, enough people have died. And you know what the term amendment means? It means to change. So it's time that we amend the Second Amendment and get rid of it. 
Nick for president. <laughs> yeah, so I'm actually, um, my campaign trail starts in a couple weeks. So that's actually why we're launching this. So really, yeah, um, jokes on you, I'm you trying to win the millennial a... vote, okay? Just trying to get as many young people as possible on board. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I would fully support you and be your campaign manager. Uh, mainly, your slogan, mainly your slogan, girl. We got to play to our strengths. Mainly just for the merchandise. So you can create cool <laughs> slogans for my tees for the free t-shirts <laughs> so good okay well we'll stop with our political rant for now but I think I think this is such a fun way for us to kind of keep everybody updated on how we're doing in Australia feel free to send us funny stories that we can share throughout the week because I mean there's never such a thing as too many funny stories to share to the wider audience so we appreciate mm. those and we have plenty of funny dating stories for you. Just wait. Some of them I'm like, do I even record me saying How deep do we some go? of this stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want <laughs> the stuff to come back to bite me because I listen. Well, I mean, don't worry. You know, like how everybody back in the day was like, careful, it could hurt your campaign career. It's like, there's nothing you can't do anymore. So right. I think we're sweet as far as putting blackmail out on the internet. <laughs> That's exactly right. And it's funny because... I was looking at my Twitter the other day that I haven't really used since 2017. And the tweets that I found were shocking. I mean, for anyone that's known me, I've been pretty outspoken with my political beliefs from a young age. But I think I was tweeting things like, fuck Trump back in 2016. And even before that, before it was kind of trendy. And yeah. I'm just if this was the 50s you would have been arrested <laughs> I would have probably been censored yeah they would have definitely taken no, away my Twitter you would have Twitter. been arrested for treason okay I think we'd have to go farther back than the 50s but yeah definitely if I was in the UK yeah like when did that stop like when did that stop the whole like treason bit um I don't know but Trump definitely should be arrested for treason so maybe it never did hmm We'll get to that in other politically charged ones. Yeah, I feel like we need to do a little more homework before we get into the deep conversations of history, political topics, because I don't want to sound like an idiot. <laughs> I'm literally just going to be offering my opinion and nothing is based in fact. <laughs> yeah, so tune in for next week. When sh We should start scheduling. These we regular. should. What day of the week? I kind of like Thursdays, honestly. It's right before the weekend. People are winding down. Are Fridays even a real thing anymore, work-wise? They're not. It goes It goes well with Thirsty Thursday. If we're feeling like a little bit cheeky and we want to have a little glass of red while we're doing this, you know, like... That's what we're missing. It fits in. It does. It really does. Okay, well, maybe we'll wrap it up there. Thank you guys so much for tuning in if you're still listening we love you and we'll see you next week <laughs> <laughs>